Hi, welcome to the Heart Notion by Serenity, a podcast where I'll be talking and sharing experiences about mental illness, healing journey, wellness, and much more. My name is Z, and since this is my birth month, I decided to start this podcast off by giving a little background of how my story and mental issues started. So, consider this as an episode zero where you get to know a little bit more about your host. Let me first take you back with me when I was around 14 to 15 years old. I was struggling with my mental illness, and it definitely started to affect my studies in my school. How did I know I had mental illness? Well, at first I went on Google. I know it might sound silly, but at the time that's all I could do. So I searched for symptoms of depression, and I did so many questionnaires to gauge how close I was to having an actual depression instead of the seasonal one. Because apparently, a seasonal depression comes and goes. It could be a side effect from certain medications, but an actual depression or depression depression stays with you. Basically, what I felt at first was my world suddenly turned into black and white. I had no desire to live, and I was constantly sad and cry for absolutely no reason. I stuck in a loop of wanting to be happy, to feel the joy in the world, but no matter how hard I tried to convince myself to stop being miserable, I just couldn't. Then the simplest task suddenly turned into a huge burden. Like I didn't want to go to school, I didn't want to socialize with anyone, I couldn't even sleep at night. And no, this has absolutely nothing to do with being an introvert or being lazy. Because believe me, there were times when I knew I was lazy. But that, that was not it. It was something new that I had never experienced before. Anyways, all the questionnaire results came out as I was clearly suffering from depression. Well, I would say I was not so surprised with the results since I was already expecting it in the first place, right? But back then, I'd say we didn't have much awareness when it comes to mental illness here in Thailand. I don't think people were that open-minded enough to come out and share their experiences firsthand with mental issues. So the process of being properly diagnosed or going to a psychiatrist definitely seems like a big-ass deal because nobody was going to one. And as a teenager aged below 18, if you wish to consult with a psychiatrist here in Thailand, you must bring your parents along. I think it has something to do with, like, given consent or something. I don't know if the rules and regulation changes nowadays, but that's what I heard from talking to the hospital call center back then. That is why I decided to slowly introduce my depression to my parents. And if you do have Asian parents, you know the drill. They'll tell you to knock it off and go meditate or go to the temple and just relax. Jeez, how do I relax from being depressed when it's literally eating me inside out every single damn minute? Like, I don't think it's that simple to just take a break and suddenly cure it from depression, you know? But I didn't give up though, I just kept talking to them about going to a hospital and seeking proper treatment for it. 
It took me roughly one year. One whole year. I finally wore my parents down and they finally agreed to take me to the hospital and get me properly diagnosed. I was confirmed that I had depression and anxiety and I was prescripted with medications right away. Well, things didn't get much better for me. If anything, it got way worse when I was around 18 to 19 years old. At the time, I remember I was at the lowest point possible of my life mentally. I had to take around 5 to 6 pills per day and they didn't even keep me sane. My doctor, on the other hand, was working really hard to find the right medication for me, since nothing seems to be working anymore. I say I probably took every antidepressant and antipsychotic pills available on earth. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I took and I changed a lot of medications. And that was when I was in my first year of college, or university as we called it here in Thailand. First year, girl. Like, it was supposed to be beautiful, it was supposed to be fun, you know, new place, new people. But I kept skipping classes because I couldn't deal with anything. Not even myself, so how am I supposed to keep up with school? I ended up leaving tons of messages unread because I didn't have the stamina to hold conversations with other people. And they were not even strangers, but my own close friends and family. I just basically ghosted them. No hard feelings though, because, you know, I just didn't have the energy to talk. Alright, before I move on to the next part, I just want to put a little disclaimer and triggers warning here since some of the context might be a little sensitive. So, feel free to skip or pause if you feel uncomfortable at any point, okay? Back in 2019 and 2020, those were probably the years I considered myself as a suicidal, every day, all day. I thought about many ways to take my own life, and there were many times that I was just a split second away from committed suicide. But the only reason why I'm still alive is because of my parents and my family. I'm their only child, so what can I say? It was also the beginning of my self-harm habit. Trigger warning again. I did cut myself numerous times. I bled and I bled, and the weirdest part is, I didn't even feel a thing. Not at all, even if there was blood running all over me. People usually perceive someone who try to hurt themselves as an attention seeker, but I see otherwise. Because there was this one time when my psychiatrist asked me what I was thinking at the moment when I saw my blood or I cut myself, and I basically answered, that I guess one of the reasons why I did it was because I was trying to bring my unchangeable pain that I couldn't even explain to the other people into a reality, turn it into something that I can visibly touch and see. So no, it has nothing to do with drawing attentions from the others. I guess it was me trying to validate my own feelings in a way, I guess. Another weird thing is many people usually tell me I don't look like someone who's depressed. No matter how many times I told them I am, I am depressed. I am clinically depressed. And they just wouldn't believe it because they told me, you look well prepared, you look well dressed, you look like you're having a great time with your life. 
But the cold hard truth is, no one knows what went on behind the curtains. Nobody, not even my parents, know how many times I had to keep my mouth shut so that I don't wake them up in the middle of the night with tears streaming down my face and hyperventilate like crazy. There were days where I cry myself to sleep and scream from the top of my lungs asking God to just take me away and wishing for all of this to end. I lie at night wondering what it would be like if I could see the world with colors again. It was painful to live day by day, knowing that tomorrow when I wake up, my world is still going to be in black and white and everything will remain as painful as yesterday. But nobody has seen me that way, so they might think it must be easy to be depressed or perhaps I was just lying about it, when in fact, it's a torture. It's a constant mind game where your brain tricks you that you're not deserving, that you're not enough, that you're not worthy of anything good, that you're not beautiful. And once you get to the point where you just can't take your own thoughts anymore, your brain also say mean things to you like, oh my gosh, you're so selfish for thinking about taking your own life for what? To just end all this pain? See? It plays many and many tricks on you. Every day is basically a war inside of your own mind. So no, a depressed person doesn't have to look constantly sad or wearing black clothes, listening to sad songs and showing up with puffy eyes and red nose. Because they can look just as normal as the other people, except for a huge war going inside of their own mind 24-7. They might not look exhausted on the outside, but believe me, they are. They truly are exhausted on the inside, and you could never know. So before I end this episode, I just want to say that for those of you who are struggling with mental illness, whether it's depression, anxiety, bipolar, ADHD, and many more, I salute you and I pray for you. Thank you for still waking up every single morning, even if you know how hard it is to stay alive. But hey, listen, you have been doing so great, and I am so proud of you. So don't you ever feel lonely walking on this path, because I'm right here, and I'm walking with you, as well as many other people out there. So don't you give up, okay? Don't you give the power to it, because I know you're stronger than that. And just in case anybody haven't told you today, I love you. And don't forget to take good, good care of yourself. Drink water, spend time watching your favorite movies or TV shows, take time to nourish your body with delicious food, dance with your favorite music, and Get all dressed up for nothing, because you don't really need a solid reason to get all dressed up, right? As long as it makes you feel good. So remember, whatever you are going through, I am rooting for you. I believe in you. You got this, okay? Thank you for tuning in for my very first episode on the heart notion. And stay tuned. I will see you soon. Take care. Bye.